What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forge and Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameri Braid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that Ameribraid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to Ameribraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. What's up, everybody? We're back again. It's me, your host, as usual, Ryan from Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks, with Noah from the Enneat River Forge. Yeet. And this week, we got Mrs. Knife Maker Extraordinaire, the queen of Discoveries Naked and Afraid, Kayla Cummings. How's it going, Kayla? Hey, guys. It's good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Um, I told my mom, my mom is a huge fan of yours from the show. Nice. and. She was like all freaked out. She's like, "Oh my god, you're having Kayla Cummings on your podcast!" Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my> mom. <laughs> Surely yeah. your mother doesn't listen to this show. Come on. She Aww. knows. She knows better. She doesn't listen to either of my shows. Okay, that's good. Well, maybe she'll listen to this one and she'll just be very disappointed in you. <laughs> Thirty seconds where I say hi and then she'll she'll tune out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She'll be like, yeah. "Oh, it it's real. He wasn't lying." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, so. Right on. Okay. Well, I just want to go ahead and start off with the question that, that's on my mind. Um, on your Instagram, you have lots of videos and pictures of you making knives. But the distinguishing characteristic of you and your content is that you do something that none of us do, which is you make knives with ridiculously long nails. And I want to know how that's possible. I actually love my fake nails because I can pick up hot metal or like, you know, when you're grinding, you sometimes nick your fingernail. Constantly. Like I, I can do that. And I'm, it's not my real nails. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Did you see my video I posted earlier today? I actually ground them off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just see that. So, so do they not get in the way at all? I mean, like, no. I don't know. They're really not that long either. I promise. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel I, like things so much easier, especially when I'm forging. Like I can just pick, I can pick shit up. <laughs> That's I hot. Sure. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Don't they melt it, though if it's too hot? No, I mean if you get it like super hot. But I've lit these things on fire before. And... I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so these things I, are indestructible. <laughs> I saw one where you you jacked up your finger and you wrapped it up in duct tape, and 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 I'm like. How did she even, ha how did that even happen? Because it's like, it should be protected by that nail, right? Yeah, it's like a coat of armor, you know? It yeah. should have been. I'm a little disappointed. My nail lady, she clearly messed up that day or something. Okay. <laughs> you must well, be her favorite client. <laughs> there, there, there you go, guys. If, if, you, if you're looking to protect your fingers, you got to get yourself some fake nails. So yeah, while you're all out there making your thirst trap videos in the heat, pouring water bottles down your faces and stuff, uh, you got to get yourself some fake nails. 
yeah, that's what they're missing out on. <laughs> I bet Neil would get fake nails from Maximus Knives. Oh, he would for I, sure. I bet he would. This is the next escalation in the hashtag Hotmaker Summer. There you go. <laughs> if I want to escalate that, I should I should post my light bill. Because I put oh. an air conditioner in the shop and I was boasting about it and fucking making fun of the guys because I've got an air conditioner and my light bill went up 200 bucks. <laughs> so worth it. Oh, so it is, though. Well, yeah. No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm good being hot. <laughs> yeah, but you guys can take your shirt off if you want. Like, I can't. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, if we get true, some yeah. out there, yeah. I only did that for the one video, though, okay? Like, I don't actually want to forge like that. Yeah, it's just just, just one time. (laughs) I don't know. Nobody wants to see me without my shirt on either. I look like melted ice cream without my shirt on. It's pretty bad. Sam, you're fine. <laughs> I've got I've got the uh I've got the, the, the shop tan so that like uh you know the from from the elbows down is tan and then everything else is just pasty white. My wife has been spending all summer outside. She is ridiculously tan. We went to visit some family over on the other side of the mountains where it's not nearly as sunny. And everybody was like, Oh my gosh, you're so tan. It's like, yeah, it's sunny over here. And if you're not like me, you don't stay in a shop all day, then you actually get tan. Yeah. Do you have windows in your shop at least? Because I don't have any windows in my shop. It's a straight I up dumpster. Either. It's oh, so no, different. I have I have a one big window on one side and then I'd have the open bay door on the other side. So Oh nice. It's yes. always nice and light. Get some light in. I don't have anything. I'm legit in the way back of the building with no windows. It's it's pretty depressing. <laughs> that's you how my probably that's my day job is. I uh I've said before that I get like time displacement in here because I have no windows i don't know what daylight is out i don't know if it's up down anything outside like the only reason i'll know it's raining is if i hear it yeah exactly yeah i never know what day it is either (laughs) (laughs) i know i messaged kayla at like three and i was like i'm gonna send the link in an hour because i was thinking five o'clock west coast time but i'm on the we're on the east coast and i i even ate dinner early and I was like, I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, I th- thought we were doing this at eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. R- Ryan never has any concept of time whatsoever. His sleep schedule is, is don't get me wrong. I don't have like the best sleep ever, but, but Ryan is crazy. He's a crazy man. It, it's bonkers. I just can't. I mean, if you message me at 4am, I'm probably awake still. Oh, same. Yeah. yeah. I'm up like so many times throughout the night, especially now, like being pregnant. I'm I'm up like every fucking 20 minutes anyways, because I have to pee. So it's super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. on that. Um, yeah. Congrats. When, when, when's the due date? Uh, January 12th. January 12th. Nice. I, mm-hmm. Both of my boys are also winter babies. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like it's good. I can be like nice and fat during the winter so I can kind of hide my belly. <laughs> It's like hibernation, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're excited, though. We're going to have a little boy. Awesome. Nice. Names now. Yeah. Oh, you don't have nice. a name yet? No. Everyone's like, are you going to name it Blade? And I was like, no. <laughs> My brother named his son Muggsy. Muggsy? Yeah, and I, I fought it so hard. I love the little kid. He's my nephew. He's fucking awesome. And uh, I accept his name now that he's alive. But before he was born... I was like, dude, you can't name him Muggsy. Please don't name him Muggsy. What's okay, that but after like, that? But there's got to be a story behind that. 
I think it's some baseball player or something from back in the day. Oh, I think. Okay. yeah, that sounds familiar. But here's yeah. the thing: like, like as a small child, that would be kind of cute. Like, oh, Muggsy, come on, buddy. Like, you know. Yeah. But like as an adult, that's that's when things start to go a little awry. Yeah, I played a prank on him. Cool was, yeah, if your name was like Matthew or something, we'd just call you Muggsy. But <laughs> I played a I played a prank on him. We had a picture of our son holding like a friend's puppy and I put it in our group chat and I was like, check out our new puppy. And they were all like, oh, awesome, awesome. What'd you name it? And I was like, Muggsy. <laughs> oh, and, uh, like I told him. <laughs> yeah, I told him Muggsy was a dog's name. And my our other brother, our older brother, got really mad at me. And I was like, it's just a joke, dude. We didn't get a puppy. Calm down. Yeah, yeah it's, it's OK. Don't get upset. That's funny. My daughter's name is Bailey. And everyone's like, isn't that a dog's name? I'm like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> so no, clearly, no. It means. I don't think so. Because my uh, some of my best friends, their daughter's name is Bailey as well. So I, I disagree on that one. Yeah, yeah. right. So I thought it was a solid name, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my dog's name is Vernon, and that's a human name. But that I guess it's an old a, man name. Yeah, mm. he's a he's a good boy. Aww, he's a doof. I, I named my black lab Duke. Before I realized that the majority of black labs are named Duke. Yeah. Yeah. That's a common name. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really think about that one. I'm a little obsessed with John Wayne. Uh, my oldest son, his name is John. And, uh, and my dog's name is Duke. And my younger son's middle name is a John Wayne character from one of his one of the movies that he was in. Nice. So the dog had to be named Duke. And then I found out that. A lot of people that I know or friends of friends all have dogs named Duke and they're usually black labs. Oh, man. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, drop the ball on that. Whoops. That's could okay. you hear Noah, could you hear that honking a second ago? No, you got some gooses up there? There was a whole flock of cobra chickens above my shop a second ago. Cobra chickens. Oh, Bastards. Yeah. But anyways, so... What do you got going on in your shop? You have a very unique style. It's it's uh, it's like a mixture of like maybe some Neil Kamimura like in the handle, and then that rough brute to forge for the blade. Yeah, um, it works very well together. Thank you. Yeah, I can never tell if I have a unique style or or not. Everyone's always like, when I was doing stuff for companies uh, when I first started out, they're like, you really need to hone in on like your unique style where people can look at it and be like, that's definitely, a, you know, a Kayla Cummings knife. And I still am like, have I gotten there yet? But so, I mean, if you can tell, then that's good. <laughs> I think so. I would recognize one of your knives if I saw it out in the wild. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. Everyone yeah, thinks that sure. I make these massive knives too. Cause like, you know, when I take the pictures, I'll hold it up like this so that people can see it. And it's really actually small, but everyone's like, oh, she makes these massive machetes and swords and <laughs> not, you, have, you have made a few, haven't you? You made one for the show that you took with you. Yep. I made one uh, every time I went on. So four oh, different okay. times. Yep. Four different times. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. I'm a, a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was solo, right? You did one of the solo ones. Yeah, that was my last one in Mexico. That was my favorite, I think. Like, being by myself was awesome. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it was nice. I didn't have to argue with anybody or feed anybody or <laughs> no drama. It was great. 
I just talk to myself. I'm like, I'm alone all day anyways out in my shop. So I just have conversations with myself. So that's basically what it was out there. And then like yeah. when the, the few times that the camera crew were actually out there with me, they're like, we absolutely cannot talk to you. And I was like, that's fine. I'm going to talk to you. You can listen. This is like free therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so they were very strict and they wouldn't like sneak you saltines or anything. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> they wouldn't even talk to me. If I asked them a question, like they they said right from the beginning before I even got inserted, like we're not allowed to communicate with you whatsoever. Like this is very strict. So I was like, all right, damn. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Cut yeah, off. super awkward. You're I like, mean, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That would be awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm naked and I'm starving to death and you have crumbs in your beard, sir. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> No, they were always like super respectful about not eating in front of us or anything like that. That's but, good. Like, you just see a cameraman back there snapping yeah, like, on a slim gym. <laughs> All of a sudden, somebody starts lunging towards the camera with violent intent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about going on any of the other shows like Forged and Fire or anything like that since you have experience in doing shows? Um, shit, I remember. Like way back um, when Will was the host, it was before he even um, it was before he even got started on the show. I was out in L.A. and I ran into him with some friends and he was telling us the concept of the show. And he was like, you'd be perfect for it. Like, you should absolutely do it. But I was out in L.A. getting ready to do Naked and Afraid. So I was like, I don't know, maybe if I, you know, if I decide I don't want to do Naked and Afraid anymore, I'll do that. But I'm just I, I just kept doing so many naked and afraid episodes that I've never really had the chance because I'm in contract with them for two years after each episode. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, so that I, way. That awesome. way, if the if the fans like you, they can be like, "Hey, come to another one." Type yeah, deal. exactly. Yeah, and then it's like another two years that they renew it. So I've been in contact uh, contract with them since 2015. Wow. Yeah, so I can't really, <laughs> can't really do Locked anything. Else. Yeah, but even if I wasn't, I I don't think I would want to do Forged and Fire. I just have no desire to do it. I don't know. So somebody at your level, it's a risky venture, because you know, I mean, you look at a lot of top tier guys that went on that show and had like a fluke, and they're out in the first round, and then all, the people who don't know are like, hmm, did the, does that guy suck? No, that's actually like the best, one of the best in the world. He just had an accident on the show. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same concept for Naked and Afraid, too. Like, I know a lot of amazing survivalists that have gone on the show, and they got an awful edit that just made them look totally terrible. And they had survival schools that got pretty much canceled, and business oh, was geez. So, yeah, same same idea. But, I mean, I'm not even worried about that. Like, if I went on and completely bombed, whatever. Because it's just, like, the concept's so fast-paced and unrealistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're willing to have things go wrong. Um, I don't know. I just think running around naked in the woods sounds way more fun, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Then sweating to death on a on a hot in a hot studio in front yeah. of cameras <laughs> with a time crunch. Yeah, with three other sweaty dudes, like, no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I, I uh you know, of course, anytime you talk to somebody who's not a bladesmith, their first question is, Oh, are you gonna go on Force and Fire? No. And they're always surprised when I say no. And uh, from what I've I've heard, I've, I've heard a couple of people talk about it. It, it gets because they shut off. Supposedly, this is what I've heard from people who've 
either been on the show or I've seen online. Um, they shut off all the ventilation because it's it's too loud for the cameras. So they don't want, don't want that background noise. So you're literally in this cooking box with four forges running. I mean, it's hot enough in my shop with one forge running. You got four forges running, four sweaty dudes running around. And they're triple I mean, burners too, right? They're, or they're quadruple. Yeah. They're, they're huge. They're, they're, they're big they're, forges. Big yeah, forges, lots of hot steel. I already have, you know, asthma, breathing issues. Like, uh, no, I don't want to be that guy that gets taken away in round one <laughs> because he can't breathe. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, it all just sounds terrible, right? Like super chaotic. I don't know. That, yeah. Like, I'm very particular in my shop. Like everything is like where I need it to be. Like I, I don't know if I could operate in somebody else's shop, especially under like pressure, like not knowing where anything is like that would be. That would be stressful. Yeah. Or the equipment too. Like I've become so comfortable with my own equipment that I don't know, like using somebody else's and somebody else's shop, it would be a, a whole different ball game for me. Right. We oh, become yeah. accustomed to our grinders and our ovens and our forges and like the little, every piece of machinery out there in the world has little quirks to it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like are my belt. Chaos, like are they? It's my shop is like organized chaos. Like it's a complete mess, but I know where everything is. You know what I mean? Like are your shops like that? Yeah, yeah he's he's panning over to his <laughs> chaos right now. Yeah, I mean, I could blow the dust. Look at the look at this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. everywhere. I don't dust much either. So, so bad. My, my my shop is uh, the way that my brand works is that I can't stop working on whatever it is that I'm working on to clean. So my shop just builds and builds and builds until I can't move. I can't function anymore. And then I have to go crazy clean it. And I will crazy clean the whole thing. I will get dust off of every single surface. It will be perfectly clean. The counters will be all nice. The benches, everything's cleaned off. Everything's back where it's supposed to be. And then it begins again. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm the same way. It's funny. And it is. It's like, it looks like it's super chaotic and messy, but you know where everything is. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm like yeah. uh, the Tasmanian devil from Looney Tunes back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yep. I just make a mess wherever I go. It yeah. doesn't matter if I'm in the shop. It's in the house, too. My wife's always following me around, picking up like a leaf shit laying around. She's oh, it like, drives my wife You're insane. ridiculous. I feel like that's a typical guy thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Well, what really drives my wife nuts is that like I can't keep stuff in cupboards because as soon as it's out of my eyesight, it doesn't exist anymore. So I have lots of like exposed hangers in my shop. I keep all my clamps, you know, up on the wall. I keep, you know, everything's everything's hung up when it's, you know, where it's supposed to be. Or I have like these little storage bins that hang on the wall, but I can see it. It has to be somewhere where I can see it. Otherwise, it just it's gone. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's so cool. here on this show, we like to play a couple of different silly games. And one of these games is called Where in the World is Florida Man? Are you familiar with the yes. the Florida Man mantra that exists? Yeah, I've, I mean, like I've heard of all the Florida Man stuff. Yeah. Is so basically, <laughs> I mean, there is a little bit of a competition going on lately between Florida Man and Ohio Man. Because Ohio man has been making some serious strides in the crazy, crazy stuff that happens in Ohio. Oh, um, 
but Florida man still is king. As far as I know, Florida man's still king for the craziest stuff that happens in the United States. Um, so what we like to do is we like to uh, play a little game called where in the world is Florida man, where I read off um, some, some stories, their new stories. And you guys have to guess whether Florida man is in Florida or Florida man is somewhere else in the world. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, pl- I'll play you in Noah. Oh, play me in. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to play. Where in the world is Florida man? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to play Where in the World is Florida Man, the game that everyone loves, where you lovely listeners at home get to guess where in the world is Florida Man. Ryan, Kayla, are you ready? I'm ready. Yes. We begin. Man calls 911 to get out of his fast food shift. Cops say it worked. Sort of. Authorities say that a man didn't want to show up for his shift at a Hardee's restaurant, so he called 911 and reported that he'd just been robbed. Uh, The TV station reports that the 32-year-old Brian Anderson told dispatchers Thursday that two gun-carrying men took away his necklace, money, and his phone before jumping into a car and driving away. The county sheriff's deputies went to the scene and quickly realized realized that a robbery never happened. In a Facebook post, the agency said that Anderson confessed, adding that, on the bright side, Brian didn't have to go to his 11 a.m. shift at the restaurant. He is charged with misusing 911 and knowingly giving false information to law enforcement. Do you believe that this Hardee's worker of sorts was a Florida man? Or No. I feel like it's no. not crazy enough. <laughs> hmm. I'm thinking, is Hardee's in Florida? Isn't Hardee's a West Coast thing? I think, yeah, I think once is. again, I think Florida no throws I think are everywhere. He- he throws little clues in these stories for us. See, uh, I have no, I have no prior knowledge of what the stories are, so that way I can get them all wrong and make the guess look good. <laughs> he oh, he, he usually does get them wrong. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Um, one thing you do need to keep in mind, Ryan, is that I just got home from work about uh, thirty minutes ago and threw these things together. So this is not my best work. I apologize. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go not Florida. Yeah, not Florida. Mm, I'm very sorry. That was Florida. It was? Oh. Wow. Yes. I feel like if there was more drugs involved or something, I would have been like, yes, Florida, definitely. Yep. Good news. Good news. <laughs> drugs are coming up next. <laughs> also, what happened to just calling out sick? Like, <laughs> right. That was elaborate. Yeah. That was, I think that was the, the Florida-ness of it, um, because Makes anywhere sense. else you would just do that. All right, next up we have man arrested with cocaine-stuffed Lunchables. State Highway Patrol pulled over a rented Ford F-150 because it was cruising down the road, quote, in a dangerous manner. The reports noted notes uh, excessive speed and aggressive lane changes. A particularly bad idea, given the excessive amount of cocaine and the aggressively dumb hiding space. After ordering the driver to exit the vehicle, police confiscated a semi-automatic handgun, then searched the truck. That's when they found a pair of, quote, suspiciously heavy boxes of Lunchables, which, when opened, did not reveal trays of lunch meat, crackers, and corn syrup. Instead, it was just Coke. Oh, how I wish I could tell you that it was stuffed in the little Lunchables cubbies, but alas, no, just Coke. $84,000 worth of Coke and Lunchable boxes. Yeah, that's definitely Florida. That's got to be Florida. That does sound very Florida Florida ish. Yeah. If it was meth, it would be a shoe in. 
Yeah, exactly. I feel like hands but, down, definitely Florida. But yeah, I'm gonna go Florida too. Either All right, Florida, you're both going Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Final answer. Final mm-hmm. answer. Correct. Here's the here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. It was indeed a Florida man, but in his arch nemesis estate. This happened in Ohio, but they were driving from Florida to Ohio. So the Florida men and the Ohio men are collaborating here. So whether you guessed Ohio or Florida, I was going to give it to you either way. Wow. Oh, perfect. Win-win. <laughs> All right. Last story we have. Man rescues grandma flowing, floating away on ice throne. What started out as fun and games became a rescue mission when a grandma on a throne-shaped piece of ice started floating away with her on top. Judith Strang was visiting the this other country uh, with... Uh, I might have just given that away. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess we don't know what country she was originally from. Okay, so we don't know where she's coming from, where she's going. Um, man, I'm bad at this today. Anyways, she wanted to sit. There was an ice-shaped throne. She sat on it. She started to float away. This dude rescued her. That's that's the gist of it. Florida, yeah. No No one's doing any rescues in Florida. You don't don't think there's any ice thrones in Florida? No. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. That was that was Iceland. Yeah, and you gave it away. But it was another country. But it was a Florida man who rescued her in Iceland. So once again. Once again, I was going to give it to you either way because I thought maybe you'd say Ice Throne. That can't be Florida. I'm guessing Florida because you would have done that to me. Because um, <laughs> I, I do. I try to throw Ryan off as much as possible. We had one where there was a uh, like a meth island and I, I surreptitiously goaded him into guessing California, even though he normally guesses Florida on every story that involves meth. So yeah, well, I would too, naturally. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Makes right. Sense. Yeah. Makes sense. That was a good story. They had made their own like city. Like on this island, like a cardboard shanty town. That sounds like it, fun. Not even cardboard. It was plywood. They took salvage stuff. Oh. They they made like uh, wind chimes and stuff. It actually sounded kind of fun without the meth, honestly. Damn. They were all just methed up and they're like, let's make a cardboard city. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's hilarious. Shout out to Brian Hunt from Hidden Rose Forge for all three of those stories. He is definitely the um, the number one listener when it comes to sending me the stories. So thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. Nice. You all should look up to Brian Hunt. You should. And he is doing CAD file services now. So yes. if you need a CAD file done. You can contact Brian Hunt at Hidden Rose Forge and get your CAD files. So for cheaper than the other the places that are doing water jet services are charging people to have them done. So it's a good price. And he's a fellow maker. So go support the guy. And he's great to work with because I had him do mine and he did a great job. So you should go check out Brian Hunt at Hidden Rose Forge. He did mine too. And he sends us funny stories. So what more could you ask for? Yep. Uh, add point right there. Twenty seven, twenty five. Sorry. This is I so really I don't love have my Ameribraid. Yeah. <laughs> this or is wait, so no, I don't. I, I guess it would be. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm editing in the ads this episode, everybody, and I just needed a reminder, or else I'd have to listen to the whole episode. Yeah. Stop right there. Where now I can just go to that point. 
You're pulling a Toby now. I am. Jeez, I couldn't believe Honor said your song was shite, or however they say shit <laughs> over there. He didn't really. No, he he said it was it's, it was too rock and too rock and roll for them. I I believe that. Uh, you yeah. do like the death metal. It wasn't even a death metal, metal song. Or what, metal it was, or whatever you it call was, it. It was a very it was a very nice, calm, like just sort of like rock guitar song. It it was it was very chill in in my opinion. But I guess, you know, opinions vary. I blush every time they 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 do their game or they insult their patrons and honor every time says I'm going to be their new co-host. Yeah, I don't know. He's got some weird obsession with you. I would be worried if I were you. We're talking about doing like a swing a Rooney. Yeah, it sounds weird when you say it like that. Yeah. We're like you and you and Toby do an episode and me and honor do an episode <laughs> or something like that. Four man shows are hard to pull off because yeah. you get you get two conversations going at the same time. And what's our record? Seven. Something yeah. like that. I think yeah, it was seven. yeah, that sucked. It was the post Blade show show. It was hard for me in the end. Seven at once <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I, I, I was talking on the phone because I feel like everyone's always talking over each other and it just gives me the worst anxiety. And then I'm, I never know when to talk. So then I, I feel like I'm always talking at the wrong time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why we do video when we record a lot of other podcasts, I guess, don't do video, but it's yeah. all, you could see physical cues on people's faces that they want to say something without them actually having to like, be like, blah, 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 blah over whoever, you know, I think it works better, but it uses more bandwidth. Yeah. No, it definitely works well. I prefer video calls anyways. I just prefer texting. Like just text me. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. honestly. Let's let's be honest. We're millennials. We like texting. Yeah. yeah. Or just Sorry. all like I <laughs> I don't like any of it. It's terrible. There's, there's like a certain level of peer pressure with a phone call. Because you feel yeah. obli- obligated to answer, even though like you might have gloves on with epoxy all over your hands. You're like, oh, oh, shit. But if somebody texts you, you just be like, okay, and they'll respond in a minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we have like our respirators on and like I always have my headphones on. I'm grinding like it's just it's a lot. Yeah. 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 If I'm super behind, I'll shut like the ringer off on my phone because every day, de- every notification you get like that dope, you got to get that dopamine. So you stop what you're doing and go see what it was. And yeah. Then, yeah. We're, oh, we're my, my phone has been on silent since like 2010. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just figured out the other day how to turn my phone on silent and also turn the vibration off. Because I didn't know you could do that. I thought when it was on silent, it would always vibrate. And my wife was like, uh, no, you can definitely turn the vibration off. And yeah, so yeah, she yeah. showed me how to do it. Down. Yeah. You have to like go into settings and like change the silent mode or something. I don't know. Um, or you fairly... have an Android or an iPhone. iPhone. Oh, so I'm. That's four, why so I have an Android. <laughs> yeah, me too. It takes two seconds. Yeah, you Peasants. just literally like boop, 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 down a couple times. Yeah, yeah that's fun. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. You guys are using those phones still, huh? Weird. I know. Yeah, poor people. <laughs> why wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna all made... Android. <laughs> They're all made by slaves, anyways. Why do you got to bring the conversation down, Ryan? Why do you got to always do that? That was over the line. Over the line. My bad. Yeah. Jim, my bad. Christmas. I love my Android. I hate iPhones. 
like my husband has an iPhone and I don't know how to use it. I'm like, how the fuck does this thing work? Does he do his content from his iPhone? Yeah. Because the camera on that thing is crystal clear. He puts up some really good content. Yeah. Yeah. His is really nice. But I feel like my camera on mine is really nice, too. So it is. Yours takes a I don't I think with me, it's it's all outdoor lighting because when I go when I go outside, it's like beautiful. But when I'm in my shop, one of these cheapo Walmart LEDs, it looks like absolute crap. Yeah, same. That's how mine is, too. I have one particular tree where I take all my photos like underneath that tree because the shade is just right. There you go. <laughs> a lot of guys do that. Beacon has that one spot by the river, by the creek or whatever, where he like stabs it oh, yeah. the top of that fence post. Yeah. Hey, if it That's works, sweet. it works. I'm a yep. little jealous of that, honestly, because like I could just walk out my lower driveway and like be at the river in two minutes, less than less than two minutes. I got to walk across a road <laughs> and then I'm at the river. Like I could totally do that, but he already has like the river background like locked in. I don't want to. I don't want to step on his toes. I think it's such a great idea. <laughs> Just do it. Go for it. Okay, I'm gonna do it now. Yeah. Sorry, nice. Beacon. <laughs> My river's more beautiful than yours. <laughs> I actually got so somebody sent me a picture of one of your knives, Kayla, as a reference, asking if I could make it. Make it. Yeah, it was. Like this huge, almost like a Rambo knife you did a while back with like a fuller in it. Oh, Jesus. Was Did it have an antler handle? I think and it did. Big, like brass guard. I think so. Hold on. I'll find it. Yeah. But yeah, my buddy messaged me. Go, and I don't know how he discovered you or what. He goes, can you do this? And I was like, yeah, that's Kayla Cummings. I'm like, I could. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's like my Rambo knife. I wouldn't recommend actually doing anything hardcore with it but people what's all of them what steel did you use i use 1095 or 1084 high carbon steel for everything yep yeah yeah this guy has he's got a few pieces for me and they're all like like one of them was a baker forge and tool steel uh buoy knife i don't think they get used yeah Mm. Antler handles are fun. I got a batch that I'm doing in antler handles. I hate working with antler, but it looks so darn cool when you're done. Like, yeah, it's beautiful. I think if you get it from certain people too, because I don't even know how to explain it. Like some people I've, I've gotten it from, um, you know, like the center is so, uh, what's the word? I have like the... so bad. So you can just crop all of this out. No worries. No, you're good. <laughs> this is an uncut, unfiltered show. So that, yes, the, the, I the apologize to all your listeners, my brain is fucking mush. Anyways, it's just like, um, it's, it just like disintegrates. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the pith. It was that oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. That was my, um, knife that I took on my solo challenge. Oh yeah. To Mexico. Yep. That's badass. What do you yeah. put your fullers in with? Do you have a fullering attachment or? No, I have like this cheap contouring wheel. I have a, I just got a broad back. So I have a fuller attachment on that. I haven't tried it yet, but um, what I was doing was I was taking my contouring wheel and then I would put duct tape over it. And then I would take two rivets, like eyelets, and I would put it on the contouring wheel. So it popped out and then the duct tape would make it pop out even more. Yeah. It was like interesting. Super, super rigged. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked. Wow. I yeah. like that. that. That's professional redneck right there. That's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it worked though. I did it for years. 
but yeah, I just got this broad gut grinder and I'm super stoked because it has like the fuller attachment. So I'm like, thank God I don't have to fuck around with duct tape and all of that shit. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes everything easier when you have like the right tool for the job rather than having to futz around and, and rig something up. It makes you a lot more likely to actually get down and actually do it too. When you, when you know, it's just easy and you don't have to try and rig something up and try and make it work. Yeah, exactly. Before I had enough money to actually get a contouring wheel, I was doing all of my texturizing with the Dremel. Do you know how long that took me? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it took me hours. Yeah. Cause I would do like texturizing on my K-pop handles and like my, yeah, just a lot of different knives that I had it would take me hours. Yeah, texturing is a time. Cons it was I did one handle textured in that style, and I was like, "This takes so much longer than I imagined it would." Yeah, like the metal or the actual handle, because I do both. For it was it was G ten. Yeah, so I I actually prefer texturizing my handles as opposed to like contouring them and shaping them. I think it's so much faster and easier if you have a contouring wheel. But when I was doing like the metal, so my K-pop was just like one solid piece of metal. It was a multi-tool neck knife and I texturized the entire thing and I did that with a Dremel. So I'm like Dremeling Jeez. metal and it just, yeah, it would did take you do that Preheat treat or post? No, I would do it pre. Okay. I was going to say that would really suck if you're having to do it a post. little bit easier, but yeah. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. So it's nice, nice to have the right equipment for sure. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Like the only reason I can lay a decent weld is because I have a good welder. I'm not a good welder. My welder is good. Oh, I, I have an excellent welder. I still can't lay a good weld. <laughs> I'm not a good welder and I have a shitty one too. So I have just like a cheap <laughs> double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I, I hate when I'm and I'm somewhere and I'm talking about being a knife maker. Just, you know, somebody I'm meeting and they're like, oh, I'm a welder. I'm like, mm, all right, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Don't. Don't so, look at my welds. Yeah. That's awesome. Not all metalworking is created equal. It's it's different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, different skill sets. Yeah, yeah. I love when I tell people that I'm a knife maker and they automatically assume because I'm a girl that I just buy blanks and throw handles on. They're like, oh, so you, where do you get your blanks from? <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I make them from scratch. And they're yeah. just blown away. Is that I, really I don't forge. I do stock removal. So the whenever I tell somebody that I am a knife maker, the most common question I get is, do you watch Forged in Fire? Yeah, I hate I'm like, that. I'm, I'm like, yes, I have seen it. Yes. It's yeah. a cool game show. It's a cool sure. game show. Exactly. <laughs> you know, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Because when I first started out, I started out doing um, mostly stock removal as well. I think it's just as much work as forging. I've never forged a knife, so I'm a biased opinion, but I feel like it's unless you're you want a brute to forge finish or you're doing like an integral fuller. That you're getting the same result with extra steps. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a huge controversy when I first started out. It was people were like, you're not a real knife maker. And I'm like, well, I'm just first of all, I'm just learning out. So I'm, I'm trying to figure everything out and see like what the difference is. but. I mean, I've been forging for the last like 10 years now and I did stock removal for a long time too. And I think it's both the same amount of work, honestly. Yeah, it can gonna... be. What? Oh, go no, ahead, Noah. You... No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to call you a peasant. That's all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> call me a peasant. 
um, we had a, so me and another buddy of ours have been making the same amount of time. Shout out to Jeremy Ballaball. And uh, he goes, we've been making the same amount of time, but your grinds look so much better than mine. I'm like, well, you've spent 50% of your time learning to forge and grind, whereas I've spent 100% of my time grinding. Yeah. It's like, makes makes sense. Um, but there's also like a nostalgic value that goes along with forging that I can achieve in a stock removal knife where you are yeah. taking a small piece of steel and just beating the shit out of it until it's a knife. And like um, the first brute to forge knife I ever did was because Noah sent me a billet of Samai that still had the forge marks in it. And I was like, oh, That's awesome. I gotta, well, I at least got to do one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it turned out awesome. Good. It did. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, I have so much respect for people that do forge. It, it is so much work. And, and I prefer doing that over stock removal, but I like, I think it's the same amount of work that you're putting into it. It's like, it depends, on, it, it depends on what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. So do you like, do you get your knives water jet? So they're already cut out or are you cutting them all out? I cut them out with a angle grinder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's still, yeah. It's so, my it's least favorite part of the process too. Yeah. When I first started, I was like, Oh, water jet that's cheating. And now that I'm making more knives, I'm like, fucking bring on the water jet. So eventually in the future, I'll be having blanks cut, but you're not taking anything away from it. You know, you just, no, you all get, you're doing is you're being smarter and you're taking out that one less step. And also right. it's, it's better for your customers too, because then you can lower your price a little bit because if you're spending less time cutting out, you know, 20 knives and they're already water jet and cut for you, you know, that's another five hours that you got in the shop to, to work on your, your knives. You know exactly. I mean? And uh, if you're doing like batch work, which I'm, I'm getting more and more into batch work and that's like, like, I don't want to really do custom one-off pieces anymore. I want to do batch work. Um, water jet or laser cutting or however you have it done gives you like a level of repetition that you don't get when you're cutting them out with an angle grinder. They'll never be the same, you know, with an angle grinder. Yeah. No, especially agree. forging. I actually had to, yeah. uh, I had to contact a customer the other day because I was making a, a set of knives and I'm like, we didn't really talk about this when you made your order, but uh, do you care if these aren't all exactly the same shape? Because like, yeah, I could forge them all to be basically the same shape and then grind them, you know, so that they're pretty, you know, pretty much the same. But at the same time, I don't really want to, you know, like if I was going to do a, a batch of, you know, like my, my EDC blades, those are all the same. Yeah. But when I'm forging something, I just want to forge it and just kind of see how the metal moves. And I mean, in theory, if I was better at forging, I could forge five knives and make them all the exact same, but I don't really want to, you know, I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of forging the purpose of forging it, it, for me. i obviously this isn't for everybody, but for me is that's where I get my dopamine is from forging. And I just kind of want to see how the metal moves and I want to see what different shapes I can make. I don't want to, you know, make them all the same that it's boring to me. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you 100%. That's exactly, I'll go out into the shop. I don't really like doing custom orders because I feel like I'm most creative when I'm just out there and I'm just doing whatever, you know what I mean? So yeah, I like to do the same thing, throw a piece of metal in there and just see where it takes me. Yeah, I mean, if I have yeah. some boundaries, that's, you know, that gives me a direction to go in, like, you know, a certain size of knife or something like that. Or, you know, obviously I need to know the purpose of the knife before I start forging it. But, uh, 
you know, just that little bit of freedom within those boundaries is where I feel like I do my best work. And this is kind of a conversation we had with Sharky um, as well was about, you know, like if you do consider what you're doing to be art, then you need a certain amount of freedom to be able to express yourself and to be able to do what you do, because that's when it's going to turn out the best. If you're just taking orders from someone, it has to be exactly like this, this, and this. It's like, okay, well, that's not really what I, you're not really seeing what I do. Then you're seeing what you told me to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't be creative with it. And then it just doesn't, it doesn't turn out how you want it to be. And a lot of people buying knives don't know the logistics of making knives. Yeah. And I've gotten quite a few requests for things that were like either like the top echelon of like complex grinds you could do or like complex patterns in the steel just because they saw something on the Internet and they're like, I want you to copy that. Well, that's a one of a kind Charles Linehart piece. So I don't think I'll be <laughs> able to get a billet of that steel. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have those conversations, too? And it just becomes a time suck after a while. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, people are very unrealistic. Um, have you guys seen that? It's almost like a dagger, but it's twisted. It's a super popular knife that's been going around the Internet for like five years now. It's got holes in it. Um, the three-sided one? Yeah. Have yeah, yeah. That? I get people that ask me all the time if I can make that. I'm like, that is CNC. Like that is that is not a custom handmade knife. Yeah. People are like, what? No, you could you could totally forge that out. And I'm like, no, maybe somebody, but not me. I just, yeah. I get people like that all the time, and I'm like, it's just so unrealistic. Their expectations. Now I want to do it. I know. Yeah, I thought about it. I was like, maybe. That actually <laughs> sounds kind of fun. I think yeah. they're based. Right. They're based on a banned World War One bayonet, if I remember right. Yeah, I think. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. I'll, I'll pull up the picture and I'll send it to you guys after. See, so okay, I mean, if it's the the same one. Okay, yeah, okay. So we're both. Wild. Yeah, that would be kind of fun though, because it, it'd be difficult though, because you'd have to, you'd have to either, ah, man, how would you even sharpen yeah. that? You would have to grind it all and sharpen it first, then throw and it then, in the oven, then twist it. Yeah. Because how are you going to twist or how are you going to grind something that's twisted like that? There's right. No yeah. I was thinking you'd have to either forge or grind in your bevels first and then twist it. But you, I don't know. The last thing I ever do is sharpen. So I wouldn't even want to sharpen it before I twisted it. Yeah. I that mean, would be you, tough. How, yeah. How could you? It would become so warped. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of flattering, though, when they like they're like, can you make this impossible thing? And you're, you're like, oh, well, thanks for thinking that I could. That's <laughs> totally that. impossible. That's machine yeah. made. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, my budget is two hundred dollars. Yeah. With a sheet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's why I, I started listing my uh, my custom order prices in a little page on my website and. I don't have to have those conversations anymore. Yeah, it's so nice. People get mad because I sell most of my stuff on uh, my Facebook page. And I'll, you have to keep it so vague on Facebook anyways, because they're really weird about like, oh, yeah. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I'm always just like, who wants it? And then I'll send my website link um, in the comment section. And everybody gets so mad that I don't drop the price in there. But then it's like people start arguing and it's people that don't understand how much work goes into a custom made knife. You know what I mean? So no, if yeah. I, knife is for sale, it's 550. 
they'll be like, well, why isn't it only 120 bucks? That's ridiculous. And then they start arguing with each other. So, so much easier to just be like, go over to my website, check it out. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell who's actually really interested too. And you're not wasting your time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It takes, takes away all the wasted time that you spend talking yeah. to people and it, and not, not that you don't want to have conversations with people and, and, you know, educate them as much as possible, but you, man, it's, it's a time suck. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot. And like you guys obviously know too. I mean, I, I run my social media, I'm out in my shop, I mail out all my stuff. Like I do, I do it all by myself. I don't have anybody. So it's super time consuming. And then you have people that are like, well, we want you to record the entire process, start to finish and post it up and talk to us through the process. And I'm like, I don't, I just don't have that kind of time. That's, that's insane. And- Maybe I was getting paid, but <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. And the reward for that amount of time investment could be nil, could be nothing. You could have appeased that one or two people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So is it really worth it? You know, there's plenty of that out there. Walter Sorrells has probably the most complete knife making walkthrough guide ever on YouTube. You know, speaking of guys that went on Forge and Fire. Yeah, (laughs) I met him at Blade. Super nice guy. Nice. That's awesome. That picture we took at Blade, Kayla, it ended up my that silly face I made. Yeah. So my my brother and I do a podcast called The Bro Down Showdown, and he's a tattoo artist and graphic designer. So every episode he makes a movie poster of us in like this last week he did Ghostbusters. Nice. And he did Karate Kid. We've done E.T. Um, there's been a few of them. But he used that face from that picture I took with you on almost all of them. <laughs> that's awesome. He, he just went on my Instagram and snatched one. And he was like, that's a good one. That's the one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I love it. Yeah, he does a good job. Um, 50 minutes even. Next ad. There we go. Our listeners are going to be like, Ryan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just just um, cut out just just cut out the talking just just you're already in, that, yeah you're already dropping in an ad just just cut out the cut out the talk about the ads it's fine that's yeah, true so if you gotta edit stuff then you can definitely edit out my rambling about antlers <laughs> no 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 <laughs> not at all i had a bunch of moose antler and i traded it for a bunch of stabilized woods and exotic woods and i regret it now even though I hate working with antler, moose antler is just like exceptionally cool looking. Yeah. Um, my boss had a truckload of it and a he truckload? made a, a truckload. Like, so there was this guy who was owned like hundreds and hundreds of acres in Maine and he rented his real estate company, rented an office in like the plaza of my work from my boss. He died. Okay. They were getting rid of all of his stuff and he had, piles of antlers like sheds that were found on his property in his office damn so they so they gave my boss a whole truckload of moose sheds like have you ever seen those chandeliers on on like pinterest and stuff made of antler my boss made one out of moose antler for his camp just this massive moose antler chandelier that's so cool yeah i'm a little jealous you and your husband do a lot of hiking right we do yep What's your favorite place to hike in New England? Ooh, I mean, I hike Mount Monadnock a lot, but I'm sure there's so many amazing places around here. Um, I don't really hike around here too much, honestly. 
have you just like Google stuff too. Um, like we, we went out hiking not too long ago and we found like this abandoned tree house that was super famous, I guess. Um, it's got like a trampoline inside the tree house and like slides and all this crazy shit. And, uh, yeah, it was abandoned. So we stumbled upon that and yeah, I just have to randomly go out in the woods and just see what, what I can find. <laughs> yeah. Maine's got some really nice hiking places. Nice. Yeah. You're not far from here. You're like, what? you're in Vermont, right? Yeah. 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 My shop's in New Hampshire and then, uh, yeah, I live in, in Vermont. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Joe, I, I cut you off too. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I was just gonna say, I saw <laughs> I, uh, it's cause I'm in the dark. You guys can't see that I'm like trying to talk here. You were in the dark. So I was like, I'm turning mine off too. <laughs> here, I'll get, I'll get closer to the screen. There we go. All there right. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the listeners are going to think this is really weird. Um, <laughs> so I saw a picture of you with a bow. Do you guys hunt at all? I do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm a big hunter. Nice. What, uh, so in Vermont, what is there? What, what, I mean, we just talked about moose. What uh, what do you hunt up there? So just mo- mostly whitetail. Yeah. Turkey, whitetail. That's about it. Really? There's whitetails up north there, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loaded. There's probably six of them outside my shop right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. It's yeah. so strange for me to talk to people in other states because around here we have mostly mule deer. So, I mean, I know that like people in like the Midwest and stuff, they hunt whitetails, but, um, but I didn't think that up North you guys would be as well. Are you out in California or Washington state? Oh, Washington. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have whitetails up North too, but I mean, they're kind of small. Um, I've seen a few bigger ones, but for the most part we hunt muleys. Nice. Do you bow hunt or rifle? I bow hunt. Yes. Yeah. So much, so much more fun. It is. And I don't get shot at which is really nice yeah that's a- <laughs> <Plus>. <laughs> yeah the the one year that i was rifle hunting i got shot at i was like yep and i'm done oh shit really oh How yeah do people fuck that up also am i swearing too much i'm sorry i feel like you guys haven't <laughs> no no so <laughs> ryan's you terrible could... so you're good okay oh yeah oh yeah well, sure. we've, had, we've had conversations about like a, a side project I have going that no oh, one no. doesn't want me to ever talk about on the main show. God almighty. Um, oh, please talk about it. Like, and now I'm intrigued. Oh, uh, you tell my brother and I have come up with this idea to start a website called dicktrinkets.com where we <laughs> set, we sell like dick shaped ornaments and keychains and the holder, like key holders that you screw onto the wall. It's um, a great idea bottle openers all kinds of stuff but noah doesn't want it associated with his knife making so we'll talk about it on the after show but uh, it's too late now it's fine yeah <laughs> you know what i used to do when people when i first started out guys are most guys are disgusting and they would send me dick pics or like videos and stuff and so what i would do is i would dress them up like i would screenshot the picture that they sent me and then i would dress them up like as a viking like i did the fawns on one of them like <laughs> It's like stupid shit, right? And then I would repost them <laughs> on my page with like all their info and oh. my, and my followers. And like obviously they were dressed up, so like you could tell it was a dick, but it was still appropriate. Okay. Um, all all right. my followers would figure out like where their place of employment was, who their mother was, their sister, no. and they would reach out to everybody. Yeah. So after a while, like nobody sends me dick pics anymore. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they get what they deserve. 
that's exactly. fantastic. Right. So I, I, I have a friend and she deals with that a little bit. And so what I told her to do was she just needed to like, you know, find a random one on like, you know, just Google it and find like a random dick pic and send it back to them and say, Hey, mine's bigger. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Tell, tell her to dress them up. That always gets fun too. It's like creative. It, it sounds fun. Handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. That always uh, blows my mind. I know a lot of, I'm friends with a lot of dudes and I can't think of anybody who would just be like, <laughs> Kayla <right>? Cummings, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, I my dick. <laughs> a while back we had Jessica Rose Clark, the UFC fighter on, cause I've made knives for her. She's super cool, but she's a very attractive Australian woman. Mm-hmm. And like some of the things that people message her with, I'm like, what in the fuck is wrong with this world? Like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. That's creepy. insane. Creepy. Yeah. I find some weird, some weird requests. <laughs> yeah. bet. Crazy emails. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Ryan, I can think of a couple that I know of that I could see doing that, but n- no one that I would call a friend that would do that. Like, yeah. I, 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 I've met some, some guys. I work with some guys that uh, I could see maybe, but no, no, no one that I would call a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's all kinds out there. There's all kinds. Oh. Speaking oh, yeah. of uh, wacky coworkers, shout out to Fancy Chancy. He had his first baby today. No. Little baby girl. Fancy Chancy's a daddy. I said, now oh, you're going to have to learn to wash your hands. <laughs> But she's wait, is he going to be able to like, oh, no, that's mean. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, don't be mean, bro. I don't want to be a first time dad. Imagine how scared he is right now. Oh, my God. I remember that, dude. My kids are almost grown. But I remember the day my son was born. I was so shit scared to bring him home from the hospital. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what the fuck did I do? (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Driving like 15 miles an hour, like Mm -hmm. trying to make sure nothing happens. Yeah. Car seats. <laughs> I dropped a phone on my kid's face when he was like three months old. <laughs> my daughter was... rolled off the bed when she was like three <laughs> months old. I was like, oh shit. I don't know. I felt so bad. Oh my gosh. My ex mother in law had chickens and the rooster jumped up on his car seat one day and I gave it a stern right hook. <laughs> <laughs> my mother in law was like, what the fuck, Ryan? You just like knocked out my chicken. I was like, like dad instinct kicked in you know i mean they can do some damage he was a little baby in a car seat like a car carrier yeah i i jacked that chicken hard dad that sounded so bad (laughs) yeah phrasing (laughs) i want to rephrase that whoopsie did you do this uh did you do this or that this week noah no sorry i'm not doing this or that so uh i think jacked the chicken is probably a good way to end our our main show and for those lovely people who support us on Patreon, you can look forward to more of this uh, ridiculousness on the after show. Yep. So, Kayla, this has you. been fun. This has been awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, is you're this- welcome. Back. The Patreon, is this when we get to talk about like all the juicy good stuff now? Yeah, absolutely. We, can, we have, yeah. what is it? 42 patrons. So only 45 of us are going to hear it because of us three. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I'll, I'll email you the file so you don't have to give us money to listen back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet deal. All right. All right, all right, guys. We're headed over to the after show. Thank you to all the lovely people that support us on Patreon. Don't forget that for as little as $1 a month, 
you can listen to more of this atrocity. And uh, when you click that button to subscribe, you're going to get all sorts of new great content, all of our past after shows, all of the new after shows. Unfortunately, someone will die as soon as you click that button, but you're going to get great content, so it'll be worth it. And uh, we love you guys. And otherwise, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week and drink Liquid IV using promo code HUSTLE10 to get 20% off at checkout. Liquid IV hydrates you with like half the amount of water that you usually need to drink. So that leaves more room for sodies. That's absolutely correct. And right now it's 106 degrees outside and it was 113 earlier. So you're going to need it. (laughs) That sucks. I'm dying. It's so bad here. Bye. Hustle and Grind podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives, your one-stop abrasive shop. When you go to phoenixabrasives.com, click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator 36-grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact gator belts that the host of Hustle and Grind use every day. When you check out, use code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your entire order. Hustle & Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Gooses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh?